If you have your Bibles tonight, 2 Timothy, the second chapter, I will do my best to be brief tonight. I know we've already said something about our guests being with us tonight. I'm certainly glad to have my folks in from Texas here with us. Somebody stepped up and told me that my sister-in-law slipped in and... I haven't seen her. There you are. I see your smiling face. Glad to see Deanna and Grace. Glad to have you with us tonight. Slipped in on us. Surprise, surprise. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1. Thou therefore, my son, this is the Apostle Paul writing his second letter to the younger Timothy, Calling him, calling him his son. Of course, he considered him his son in the gospel. He says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me. Among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Verse 3, Thou, thou therefore endure hardness, as what? As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. I'm glad he chose me. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned, except he strive lawfully. I'm going to preach by the help of the Lord for a few minutes tonight from the subject, Soldiers Never Die. Soldiers Never Die. Father, thank you tonight for the great presentations, for the worship this praise team and music team has brought to us tonight and led us into your presence tonight in this praise and worship. Lord, I pray over this congregation right now throughout this building, whomever may be under the sound of my voice, that the words that I speak tonight may rest upon their heart. Every man, woman, boy, or girl in this room tonight may be touched by your power and presence. I thank you in advance tonight, Lord, for the two that have already made a decision to be baptized in Jesus' name at the conclusion of service. But Lord, I'm believing that you're going to touch other hearts while we speak tonight, that other lives may be touched in Jesus' name. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. Soldiers never die. This message is intended to be more than just a reminder that the memory of those who are killed in battle live on in our hearts. And of course, it does. And that it would be a true statement and that would be a very noble reason to preach a message. But rather tonight, I want to speak to the heart or the attitude of the soldier who refuses to allow the things that happen to them to destroy their future. I also want to speak to every child of God tonight who is in the army of the Lord that we make a decision to never give up no matter what the odds are. And no matter what we're going through, facing, dealing with, or what's coming against us, because soldiers never die. 
I read a story several years ago, and I filed it away in my file of stories. I've bumped into this story several times. It is about a female by the name of Jessica Lynch. She was an American POW that was rescued from an Iraqi hospital when American armed forces stormed in. In a heroic rescue effort that has been described by many as overplayed and exaggerated, However, she was placed in a hospital after a maintenance unit convoy that she was traveling with made a wrong turn. And it was ambushed in 2003 when she was taken into captivity. Several Americans lost their lives. Seven soldiers were taken to prison camp, including that of Jessica Lynch. In an interview following her miraculous rescue, we learned about her time in captivity as a prisoner of war. The script says that she was interrogated, she was tortured, she was abused and used. And you can fill in the blanks with most of those things knowing who her captors were. She said that she was sure that the Iraqis were going to kill her. But she just kept reminding herself every day that I am an American soldier and American soldiers never give When the Marines that rescued her were interviewed and they recalled their heroic mission that has been put on display several times and questioned, they were on a mission to find and rescue the American POWs. Putting their life in jeopardy was not too much to ask. A group of fellow soldiers were imprisoned and held as POWs by the enemy. The American intelligence received a tip from an Iraqi man who worked at a hospital where she was being held, that a female American soldier was being held there against her will. They arrived under the cover of night and risked everything in this rescue attempt. The United States Marines said that when they arrived and entered into the room where Jessica Lynch was being held, they identified themselves as as they entered into the room. We are United States Marines and we have come to take you home. Her body was bruised and broken. She was weak and weary. She didn't have the strength to stand and she could hardly speak. But in her weakened condition, Jessica Lynch replied to the Marines that had come to rescue her, I am an American soldier too. What she was saying was that I may be in captivity, but I'm still a soldier. I may be wounded, but I'm still a soldier. I may not be able to help myself, but I am still a soldier. I want to come tonight and preach to you just for a few minutes to some folks in this house that you may feel like you are weary, worn, and tired. You feel like the enemy has bruised you, used you, beat you up, and thrown you out. But I come tonight to declare that somebody needs to look the enemy in the face, put your feet on the ground, and remind them I'm still apostolic Jesus' name. I'm still a soldier in the army of the Lord. And no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Because soldiers of the Lord never die. They keep fighting. (coughs) They keep fighting (coughs) in this battle. I wish tonight that some of us who maybe have been taken captive and imprisoned in our minds, wounded in our spirits and emotions, 
and harassed by the enemy on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. We need to look the enemy in the face and remind the enemy, just because you're hurting me doesn't mean I'm going to quit. I'm still a soldier. Maybe we should serve the enemy notice tonight in this great veteran celebration service that we've had in grand fashion that Brother and Sister Brooks have led us in tonight. Maybe we need to just take a moment and remind the enemy, I may be wounded, I may be hurting, I may be disappointed, I may be discouraged, but I'm still a soldier in the army of the Lord and there's nothing going to keep me from fighting back. The Bible says resist. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. The reason that he keeps attacking some of us is because we roll over and play dead and give up and give in. But I wish tonight somebody would determine in their heart, hey, I'm not dead because soldiers never die. I'm going to keep fighting in the army of the Lord. In our text tonight, it was the apostle Paul that was imprisoned. He knew he had no chance for escape. He knew that he was going to be killed. He wrote to Timothy in the words of a soldier and he wrote from his prison cell the apostle to the Gentiles. He said, for I am now ready to be offered. I have settled the issues of combat in my mind. I understood before I ever started out that this wasn't going to be easy. I understood before I ever got going that it wasn't going to be for the faint of heart. I wish I could get a witness tonight. He understood and knew that death was imminent. He said, the time of my departure is at hand. And he was prepared for the outcome. He said in verse 7, I have fought a good fight. As a soldier, I have no regrets. I have given it my best. I have finished my course, he declared. I have nothing left to do. And I have no regrets to talk about. I have finished and I have kept the faith. Although it's been tough. I'm finishing keeping the faith of a soldier. Henceforth, he declares that there is a crown that is of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me in that day and not to me only but to all them that love his appearing. Do you hear what the apostle Paul is telling Timothy? He is telling him that the end is going to be worth the fight. He says it will be worth it all because my departure from this world guarantees my entrance into the world that is to come. Someone rightfully said, old soldiers never die, they just change addresses. It's not just the story or the love or the passion of military soldiers that live on and truthfully we declare they never die because their spirits live on. But I want to tell you tonight, child of God, saint of God in the army of the living God, that the soldier of the Lord never dies. The apostle Paul knew that death was imminent in this life, but he said, whatever I have within me, I'm going to take a few minutes and write it down and put it into somebody younger than me. I'm going to invest it into Timothy because what I have, I'm going to place into him. The anointing I have, I'm going to lay on him. The wisdom that I have, I'm going to place it upon him. Paul tells Timothy, there are four things that you must do in order to be a good soldier. First, he said that a soldier 
must be strong. He said you've got to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the second thing that he tells him, Timothy, you must be willing to endure hardness. No man warreth entangleth himself in the affair of this life that it may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. He is declaring it's going to be tough. Battle is not easy. Battle is not easy. Fighting in the army of the Lord is not easy. Just because you're saved, sanctified, and set free doesn't mean your life is going to go in automatic. You can't kick on the cruise control and say, I was saved one time. My life's going to be perfect from here forward. It's going to always remain a fight. It's going to all, there's going to always be hardship. There's going to always be struggle. But you've got to make up your mind. The Bible said be strong in the Lord and be willing to endure the hardness. That means when hard times come, you're a soldier in the army of the Lord. I don't give up easy. I'm going to endure the hardness that I have to endure. The third thing that Paul tells Timothy, he says a good soldier can't be entangled in the affairs of civilian life. Can I preach to you just for a minute? I fear that the issue at hand is that we get so in love with this world that we lose sight of the very reason that we're in this battle. Families are at stake. Souls are at stake. My wife looked at me uh, yesterday, I think it was, or a couple days ago, and we were discussing a particular issue, and she said, i got to tell you there are souls at stake in this, and I'm not going to take it easy. I see Brother Duggar back there. Some of you heard the testimony that I gave on Wednesday night about the Lord touching him. I'll be very brief with this, but last Sunday night after church, Brother Duggar had every symptom of a heart attack, was rushed to the hospital via ambulance, and when he got to the hospital, they hooked him up to the machines, and I was there, and of course, praying that God would touch him. He was in rough shape there for a little while. We were all a bit nervous, but I watched as science proved the hand of God. I watched his every level on that machine. It didn't start out level. It started out with blood pressure over 200. But I watched every three, four, or five minutes as it would drop two or three or five or eight points and keep coming down until finally it got down to 150 over 80. And, and he's looking around and the doctor said, I don't understand what happened. I don't know what's going on. Hey, I got a word for you, enemy. The old soldier had a prayer warrior. The old soldier had some people. They teased my wife around here about yelling at the devil. I'm going to tell you something, Brother D. When you gave the phone call, it woke me up. I tried to act like I was already awake, but it woke me up. It took about three seconds until my wife went into devil yelling mode. She started yelling at the devil. She said, in the name of Jesus, devil, take your hands off of him. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. I'm glad to be part of a church with some folks that know how to pray because soldiers don't fight alone. You mess with one of mine. I'm going to pray against it. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to fight with you. Thank God for people that don't just say, well, let them die. Well, let them fall by the wayside. I'm not going to get entangled in the affairs of this world. I got to hurry. A good soldier 
he says, must fight knowing and believing that ultimately the outcome is in the hands of the Lord. Therefore, if the Lord be for us, if God be for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against us is going to prosper. We have to fight knowing that no matter what the weapon is, in the end, we win. We win. I think it was one of the best reports I had ever heard. And the first time I ever heard it used was used by Brother Tenney several years ago at a funeral of someone who passed away from cancer. And at that funeral, he made a statement. He got up and he said, we win. We win. A lot of people have used it and preached it and hashtagged it and everything ever since. It was the first time that I heard it. He said, we win. How do we win? There's a corpse. There's a body that died of cancer. How do you feel like that you won? Because we prayed against it. It must have been God's will not to touch or heal this situation. But we still win. Because the only way cancer can live is to live inside a body. It can't live outside a body. And so cancer died regardless. One way or the other, cancer died. It's over and done with and can't be handed on to somebody else. But this much we know they died in the faith. And so therefore they really have not died. They just changed addresses. They just moved from one dimension to a higher dimension. I come tonight to remind somebody, no matter what the weapon is, you're going to win. No matter what the prognosis is, we're going to win. Stand as a soldier. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I close with this. The attitude of Jessica Lynch was one that we all need to have. Her life did not end with her capture. Her life did not end with her wounds. From the attack that left her incapacitated. The abuse that she encountered did not kill her. Because she was a soldier and she refused to die. The interrogation, the mental emotional stress that she was put through did not end her life. She was determined to move on with life. She later married. She has a daughter. And she's living a fulfilled life. She says she still walks in pain and she still walks with a limp that reminds her every day of what she had gone through. But she lived through it. Because soldiers never die. I refuse to allow my battle to destroy me. I refuse to allow my wounds and my disappointments to destroy me. Or even to define me. I'm going to be defined tonight as a soldier in the army of the Lord. 
still fighting the good fight of faith. I can find every excuse to quit. I could find every excuse to give up. I could find every excuse. If you're looking for excuses, they are innumerable. Don't bring them to me. Because that's just a target weapon of the devil to use against you. Make up in your mind, I have no excuses. The Lord is calling me today. The Lord has saved me today. He has brought me to this moment. He has brought me to this point. I speak to you tonight. If you're in this house and you don't know the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost, you need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in the lovely, wonderful name of Jesus. The only way to be baptized. And God will fill you with the marvelous gift of the Holy Spirit. That is His promise. And if you haven't experienced that, you need to come on and get on board. Because the Lord brought you here tonight because there's something in you that says, you know what, I'm not done yet. I've still got some life left in me. It doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. You can be a soldier in the army of the Lord. We honored a 93-year-old veteran in the faith tonight. And tonight we're going to baptize a couple children in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how young or how old. You can enlist in this army tonight. Come on and fight with us. You don't want to be an island to yourself. You don't want to be out trying to live life without the help of the Lord. You need to be part of the body of Christ. That when the 1.23 a.m. call comes through, that somebody's fighting for you. Somebody's praying for you. Somebody's standing with you through the fire and through the flood. Stand with me all over the room tonight. God is calling you tonight. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed all over the room. The Lord is calling you tonight. If you don't know that you know that you're ready, if He calls your name for a change of address tonight, you better make your call on an election sure. You better be sure tonight that you're ready. In just a moment, I'm going to open these altars, and I know not everyone has room to fit here in the front, but several of us can. And we're going to respond to the preach word of God here in just a moment. And it's going to be your opportunity to come forward. And they're going to sing, lead in worship. And while they do, we're going to pray with you tonight. And if you will repent of your sins, the Bible said he is faithful. And just to forgive sin. If you're here tonight, you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus. The waters of baptism are available tonight. We have towels and robes and a changing area where you can change tonight and have your sins washed away and removed in water baptism. And then the promise of the Holy Spirit belongs to you. He will baptize you and fill you. It is a new birth. It is the new life. It will give you, it will give you the empowerment that you need to live in this sinful world and to live above sin. Maybe tonight that you're just Maybe you've enlisted and you've been fighting the good fight of faith, but somewhere along the way you've allowed discouragement and disappointment, hardship and struggle to sidetrack you or disillusion you or cause you to stop fighting. And you feel like you're just about to give up. My second appeal tonight is to that one, that one that feels like that you're just about to give up, you're just about to quit, just about to throw in the towel. I'm appealing to you tonight. Why don't you make your way to the front of this room? And let God energize you and encourage you and strengthen you tonight by the power of His might. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's moving. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. We're making this as simple as possible. If you want to pray tonight, why don't you just take somebody by the hand, lead them to the front of this room. 
Thank you for responding. Folks are already responding tonight. Would you join us here in the front of this room there as they begin to sing softly in the background. The Lord is moving. He's calling you tonight. He's calling you tonight. He's speaking to hearts around the room. God is calling you. They're making more room here in the front. Come join us. Come join us tonight. Oh, yes. Come on and join us, there's still room in the front.